Welcome to the Folktale Project. This is Dan Scholes. And this is it. Today is the finale of Beauty and the Beast. We have followed this tale from the merchant losing his riches to stumbling upon the castle of the beast and bringing home a rose for beauty ended up causing a lot more problems than anyone had expected. Beauty has gone to live with the beast, except for a short stint where she went home to visit her father and her brothers and sisters. But then she had a dream that showed the beast lying ill and dying in a field. And so she has rushed home to the palace by way of a magical ring and is now waiting for supper time so that she can see her beast again. And that is where we pick up with Beauty and the Beast, Part 9. But when supper did come and no beast appeared, she was really frightened. So, after listening and waiting for a long time, she ran down into the garden to search for him. Up and down the paths and avenues ran poor Beauty, calling for him in vain for no one answered, and not a trace of him could she find until, at last, quite tired, she stopped for a minute's rest and saw that she was standing opposite the shady path she had seen in her dream. She rushed down it, and sure enough there was the cave, and in it lay the beast, asleep, as Beauty thought. Quite glad to have found him, she ran up and stroked his head, but to her horror, he did not move or open his eyes. Oh, he is dead, and it is all my fault, said Beauty, crying bitterly. But then, looking at him again, she fancied that he still breathed, and hastily fetching some water from the nearest fountain, she sprinkled it over his face, and to her great delight he began to revive. "'Oh, beast, how you frightened me!' she cried. "'I never knew how much I loved you until just now when I feared I was too late to save your life.' "'Can you really love such an ugly creature as I am?' said the beast faintly. "'Ah!' Beauty, you only came just in time. I was dying because I thought you had forgotten your promise. But go back now and rest. I shall see you again by and by. Beauty, who had half expected that he would be angry with her, was reassured by his gentle voice and went back to the palace where supper was awaiting her. And afterwards, the beast came in as usual and talked about the time she had spent with her father, asking if she had enjoyed herself and if they had all been very glad to see her. Beauty answered politely and quite enjoyed telling him all that had happened to her. And when at last the time came for him to go, and he asked as he had so often asked before, Beauty, will you marry me? She answered softly, Yes, dear beast. As she spoke, a blaze of light sprang up before the windows of the palace. Fireworks crackled and guns banged, and across the avenue of orange trees in letters all made of fireflies was written, Long live the prince and his bride. Turning to ask the beast what it could all mean, Beauty found that he had disappeared, and in his place stood her long-loved prince. At the same moment the wheels of a chariot were heard upon the terrace and two ladies entered the room. One of them Beauty recognized as the stately lady she had seen in her dreams. 
The other was also so grand and queenly that beauty hardly knew which to greet first. But the one she already knew said to her companion, Well, queen, this is beauty who has had the courage to rescue your son from the terrible enchantment. They love one another, and only your consent to their marriage is wanting to make them perfectly happy. I consent with all my heart, cried the queen. How can I ever thank you enough, charming girl, for having restored my dear son to his natural form? And then she tenderly embraced Beauty and the prince, who had been meanwhile been greeting the fairy and receiving her congratulations. Now, said the fairy to Beauty, I suppose you would like me to send for all your brothers and sisters to dance at your wedding. And so she did and the marriage was celebrated the very next day with the utmost splendor, and beauty and the prince lived happily ever after. And that is it, the lovely conclusion to this version of Beauty and the Beast. And it really is always and forever such a lovely tale. This is Dan Scholes from the Folktale Project. Don't forget that you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Overcast, anywhere you like to get your podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at Folktale Project. You can find us on Auto Radio, TuneIn Radio, iHeart Radio, Spotify, anywhere you like to listen. And you can always head over to folktaleproject.com. We'll find a new story waiting for you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And next Monday, we'll have a brand new tale. As always, thank you so much for listening.